Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Left side, Donovan. Quick catch and shoot release. Three is good, and Donovan knew it right away. Clarkson to the front court. Jazz on the run. Leaves it behind for Donovan. Catch and shoot three. Pow! One of the best catch and shoot three guys in the NBA is Donovan Mitchell, and he buries it. Back up top to Donovan, guarded by Grant. They try to get the switch. They double instead. The Jazz cannot get the isolation matchups. Denver bench claps. Donovan has to go one-on-one over Grant, and he hits. Man, is he special. Donovan Mitchell highlights there because he got the five-year designated rookie max contract extension. $163 million for sure if he makes an all-NBA team this coming season, first, second, or third team. That'll bump it up to $195 million. And PK, I was trying to think, how long have we known Donovan was a max guy for? And if you knew it, his rookie year when he they beat Oklahoma City in the playoffs and he was really good and then they, they lost in the second round, that'd be we've known it for two and a half years then. I don't know that I can say I knew it specifically then because it's a lot of cash to be involved with. And you have to, at that point, you didn't know how he would handle success. True. We knew he had success, obviously. We saw that. But, you know, we've seen some guys that have gotten success and they've literally gotten fat. I mean, that's the expression, you know, fat and happy. Well, for some, they've literally done that. And so how is he going to handle all that? Because he went from relative anonymity, it's funny to say, but at the 13th pick, you're you're viewed somewhat as a mystery, even though you're the top two handfuls of three handfuls of college basketball going to the NBA. But we've seen that he's handled success in, in a manner that was just, you know, certainly good enough, if not great. And then to me, I, I think that uh, this past season, particularly in Orlando, if there was any doubt, it was long gone because, like Kenny Smith said, we talked about it on television last night, when you view Orlando as the start of his fourth season, come on, man, let's get going with the fourth season because if that was the preview, it was just sensational. Jazz also bring home Derek Favors, three-year, $30 million contract to keep Jordan Clarkson, four-year, $52 million. I think uh, most of us were leaning towards they were probably going to get the Jordan deal done. Didn't know for sure, but thought that that was likely. Uh, Favors, I got to say, when we talked about this midseason, there were all kinds of rumors out there that the Jazz were interested in him and he was interested in them, and I believe those, but I never thought his price tag would be down this low, PK. I thought he'd be getting more money and be somewhere else. Well, you, you know, if you know, and I don't know Favors personally at all, but I know folks who know him, and this is indicative of his character and who he is as a person. He would rather have the familiarity, the comfortability, knowing all things going forward as opposed to having some unknown and maybe grabbing another $15 million. As crazy as it sounds for the average working guy like you and me, and our, our listeners going to work now, wherever you may be listening, apparently on a boat in Key West. Mm-hmm. But if, if that's the case, you know, that we would go crazy. We wouldn't leave that kind of money. But I think Derek Favors, a quiet guy, he wants to be in a stable situation. And we've talked about this at length. That's exactly what the Jazz offer. This is Exhibit A of stability. And he wants stability. And he knows every single day going forward for the next three years what the Jazz are going to be about. And he would rather have that, that form of peace of mind, 
than go chasing some extra dollars someplace where he's not really sure. We'll have to talk to Bowler about this when we get him on. Um, but, you know, Bowler from traveling, not that they traveled recently and they may not travel soon, but in the past, built relationships, you know, traveling with people. And uh, the word he heard was that Derek Favors got out in the rest of the NBA world and found out not every coach is as good as Quinn. And even talented teammates, they're young and they're really inexperienced, and it, it drove him nuts. You know, he could just look around and say, well, this isn't, I, I don't know any of the specifics, but just generally he could look around and say, well, this isn't how you win. <laughs> this, this isn't it. You know, New Orleans has a young team, an experienced team, and, and had some youth on it, and maybe, I don't know, some of the veterans because I don't know all the details. But uh, he assessed the situation pretty quickly, and he's going to be happy to be back here. Yeah, and I also think, I can't use the word scarred, but I think he certainly remembers early in his NBA career he got shuttled around. And that probably jarred him to an extent. Yeah. He, and at this stage in his life, he doesn't want it. So who can argue with that? Yeah. And then as far as the deal on the court and how it's going to work out, and we can get into this later. But, um, you know, defensively, he and Gobert will be nasty to deal with. Offensively, it'll be a little limited. But maybe not as limited as last time, because last time they could be out on the court. And you think some of the other guys on the team, you know, Crowder and Rubio, um, pretty streaky guys. Well, Crowder's been upgraded to Bogdanovich, so that's a more lethal shooter right there. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, this version of Mitchell is better than the two-year-ago version of Mitchell. He's improved. And then if you have who else out on the court, you know, let's say it's Conley. You know, well, Conley is uh, a much better shooter than Rubio. So, yeah, the, the offensively, it's not ideal, but it's upgraded from where it was when they were when they were playing, you know, Two on five or three on five offensively, uh, depending on who he was out on the court with. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. So, free agency, deals everywhere. One of the most recent ones, Jason Tatum, to the surprise of no one, got a similar extension to Donovan uh, Mitchell. Uh, so he'll be uh, upgraded to $163 million, And then if he makes an all-NBA team, up to the Supermax for... For the experience he's got at 195, uh, the Lakers have brought in Montrez Harrell, Mark Gasol, uh, Dwight Howard headed to Philly as a free agent. JaVale McGee was traded to Cleveland. Lakers add Wesley Matthews. They lost Rondo, of course, to Atlanta. So a lot of change there for the Lakers, but I think it's generally seen as an upgrade, and they're going to be picked to win it again, PK. Well, the big man situation, in my mind, certainly is better. I'd much rather have Harrell and Gasol. Gasol's at the end of his career, obviously. Uh, Harrell's still a player. I'm a six-man, if I remember correctly, uh, last season. To me, the big man situation, and you have Anthony Davis going to resign, I assume, is much better than Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. So right there, absolutely. And Wes Matthews is a player, so he can contribute. So, yeah, I would say right now, the Lakers certainly are the favorite. Well, I think Rajon Rondo is a loss because he played better mm-hmm. than I expected he would in Orlando, but he's going to cash in for playing better than expected because I'm not the only one who thought it was better than expected. And so for him, he's moved around a bunch. He's won titles, and he wants the money and the opportunity. I like what Orlando – or did I say Orlando? I think uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. I like what Atlanta's doing down there, and they might be a little bit better than we expected, which, uh, you know, not that we have many Hawks fans, but – that's, that's encouraging for them. I wonder if the Lakers gave up too much shot blocking. That would be the one, maybe there's a, a, little, a little problem here. Um, 
But on the whole, they get better players. But I wonder if that one skill, if they're going to be lacking on that. Uh, Gordon Hayward goes to Charlotte for four years and $130 million. Is that the, what we're going to do? Is we're going to watch and see if Atlanta goes uh, screaming past Charlotte? Uh, it could possibly happen, yeah. That's a great spot for Hayward because you're totally off the radar. Uh, you're making boatloads of money. You will have made way more money than your talent indicates you should have made. Not that he's a bad player by any stretch, but you know what he signed in for Boston for those three years and then here, uh, this type of cash. I read somewhere that uh, going forward, you know, if he collects all this money, he will have made in the NBA more than anybody else in NFL history. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Move over Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and whoever yeah, else. Which is, I, I assume it's true because I also read uh, last year when Devin Booker signed his deal, he made uh, on that deal combined with his rookie deal, he made more than Larry Fitzgerald had made to date. And those are two Phoenix guys. Yeah. So the NBA, you know, they just made so much money. And Hayward uh, kind of drifted into obscurity in Charlotte. And good luck to you. Well, NBA's got to split all that money with 15 players. The NFL's got to split it with 53. So there's one factor working in the NBA's favor. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Henry gets the carry running left. Henry to the 20, to the 15, to the 10, to the Yes! Oh, yes! 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 Touchdown, Titans! As the Titans will run out of Baltimore! With a shocker in OT. Snap to Rodgers, swings it right side. He's got Jamal, diving pylon, touchdown! Dalton in the pistol, Elliott behind him, Lamb in motion right, play fake, looking in the middle of the end zone to Schultz, touchdown! With a minute 37 left. Hill fakes the handoff, looking to throw, running out to his left, looking downfield, he's going to tuck it and run at the 10, the 5, touchdown, Tyson Hill! Play action fake, he's back, he's going to get hit, it's up in the air, and it's picked off! Taki Taki's got it, down the sideline, 25, 20, 15, 10, it's Denzel Ward on the tip, and the pick by Taki Taki, touchdown! Too much happened this weekend, PK, four hours isn't enough. All that NBA, all the NFL, all the college football, there are a lot of intriguing games here, the big plays, the game winners there, uh, I don't know, you, you got a favorite out of all of those? Uh, yeah, Taysom Hill. I mean, he's local. He was uh, first start. And he looked good. I don't know necessarily looked great. You're playing Atlanta. Their defensive metrics aren't all that good, but you got the job done. You won comfortably, and for your first start, yeah, you have to be excited about it uh, going forward here to see what he can do. And it was funny listening to uh, a lot of uh, national pundits talk about Taysom and versus Jameson. Yeah, I don't really want to get into it too much, but you knew what their take was. Uh, well, it was obvious, depending on what their perspective was. But uh, I think, yeah, for us here locally, the story is overwhelmingly Taysom. Only threw five incompletions. I thought that was really the highlight. Didn't push the ball down the field very much, quite frankly. Didn't have to. Uh, the short passing game was there, and guys were able to uh, run with the ball afterwards, so it worked. I expect he'll have to do that down the road. When he did go deep, it was wildly underthrown and led to a crazy entertaining play and a big game for the Saints. Um, 
And, of course, he ran for two touchdowns. That second touchdown, there were three guys over there who would have tackled a normal quarterback. But Taysom Hill's not a normal quarterback, and he ran around and got into the end zone. I don't think he has a running quarterback that can sustain you, but it's awesome to have it when you need it. And he had it when he needed it and, uh, and won the game 24-9. Uh, also in those highlights, we heard uh, Sione Taki Taki score on just a miserable day in hideous weather in Cleveland. Uh, he gets that interception, and they beat the Eagles. It wasn't as close as it looked, 22-17. to Their D-line, Cleveland's D-line was awesome. I think they had uh, six sacks in the game. I think the Saints had eight in their games. There were a ton of sacks in the league yesterday. So Cleveland is 7-3 and for the first time since 94, and the former Cougar got into the end zone there. The Packers two touchdown lead and they blew it and they lose to the Colts 34-31. Former U Julian Blackman splitting a double team, forcing a fumble in overtime. Colts didn't have to drive anywhere. They ran a few plays, picked up a few yards and kicked the field goal. Didn't even get a first down. Didn't matter. Colts beat the Packers. That was a pretty good finish right there. Yeah. Uh, Titans, uh, Ravens, more impressed with Derrick Henry's touchdown in overtime or that touchdown to get to overtime, just dr- just bounce off four guys and drag him into the end zone. Well, he's a bulldozer, that's for sure. Yeah. And Alex Smith gets a win as Washington beats Cincinnati 20-9. Joe Burrow's season-ending injury, that looked horrible. Two big guys locked up off balance falling into his leg when it was planted. That, that's just just horrible in the pocket there. Yep. Alex Smith gets the win, and with Philly losing, Philly's a half game in front of the other three teams. I think the Washington-Dallas Thanksgiving Day winner, they'll be the favorite in that division coming down the stretch. We could have a five- or six-win team in the playoffs. Yeah, that's not good. No, it's not. Uh, Cowboys won a shootout with the Vikings and picked up a win to kind of get back in the mix. Good game tonight. Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Tampa Bay needs a win to keep pace with New Orleans in their division. The Rams need a uh, win to keep pace with Seattle in their division. So high stakes, two good teams, good Monday night football game tonight. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Back to throw. Going to step up and go. This throws it up. This one is picked. And a chance for a return for a score. 40, 20-yard line. 10, touchdown. He didn't go out of bounds, did he? Touchdown, Oregon. Touchdown, Oregon. Jordan Apple. And the snap. And the Verdell looking for a hole. Slices right into the end zone. He kept his eyes downfield looking for room and found it. In a hurry. All right, some of the highlights from the weekend of uh, college football started with the Oregon Ducks there. We had a chance to talk Saturday night, and you were, you, were you, did you describe yourself as mad at the UCLA Bruins? It's always good to see Oregon beaten, and, and UCLA had their chances, but turnovers sunk them. Well, yeah, that play right at the end of the first half, the quarterback gets hit, the uh, redshirt freshman there, and then what that happens, all your speed guys are way downfield. So they're not going to be able to catch anybody, uh, the linemen I'm speaking of. And so uh, you could argue that was a difference. Certainly score-wise, that was a difference. Yeah, that was uh, – I don't think the Ducks and style points look good, but they got it done. And it's just such a crazy season. that I don't know if they're going to get in. I don't know if it matters, but nevertheless, they're still undefeated. 
Don't lose the turnovers 4-1, to UCLA. You had your chances, but they lost the turnover battle 4-1. Uh, to one. Indiana got way down to Ohio State. Looked like they were going to get worked, and they fought back and came up short. They were down 35-7 at the half. They rallied, got it to 42-35. But I have no Ohio State's offense down the stretch. I was waiting for some more points, and only points in the last, what, 20 minutes or so was the pick six. Locked up. You'd have to ask Ryan Day. <laughs> uh, Oklahoma scorched Oklahoma State, so the Big 12... Everybody's got two losses there now. Alabama, no issues with Kentucky. Yeah, that's why I really want to see all the all the five powers get an automatic bid because Oklahoma starts a redshirt freshman quarterback and they start a little slow. Well, they're not slow now. <laughs> they were you not know? slow. And who's to say that if it played out that they couldn't be in a normal season, which you're not having, they couldn't win the whole thing. I mean, it's not beyond the realm, but this system is so ridiculous that it doesn't allow for that, and it should allow for that. Iowa State now the favorite to win the league, which would be notable because uh, they got a Cubs-like thing going on. They're uh, a ballpark 110 years from winning a conference football title, which was the Missouri Valley they were in at the time, 1910 or 1908 or something way back there. They've got a one-game lead, and they are uh, at Texas this week, and they got West Virginia to wrap it up, so... For Iowa State, it could be a conference title. Dabo Sweeney going off on Florida State. This was not canceled because of COVID. This was just an excuse to cancel the game. Dabo. If I'm Florida State, I take advantage of that excuse. <laughs> uh, two games are already off this uh, coming week. San Diego State, Fresno State is off. Washington, Washington State is off. Seems like we're averaging 10 to 15 games a week now. We'll see what else happens during the week, and it could happen to the Utes, and that brings us to the Utes. Turn the page, Yuck. Hashtag Utah. Motion this way. Now back, zip-zapping the other way as Amon Ra handoff. Malapai, right side, into the end zone, and a touchdown. USC. Slovis, quick drop, waiting. Throws over the middle. It's complete. Tyler Vaughns has it, and he's in the red-covered end zone for a touchdown. USC. Kromenhoek slotted to the left side. One back is Malapai. London slotted to the left. Faking the handoff, throwing over the middle. Complete Eric Kromenhoek, and that's another touchdown for Kromenhoek, and another touchdown. USC. USC beats Utah 33-17. Cam Rising starting a quarterback. Lost him early in the second quarter to an apparent shoulder injury. Uh, Kyle Winningham says Bentley is the guy going forward. He doesn't like to talk about injuries unless they're season-ending. Maybe he'll talk about a season-ending injury in his media availability this week. We'll have to see how that plays out. But uh, Bentley is the guy. Uh, the offensive line wasn't good enough. That was clear to everybody, but you're also not clear. You were there, PK. You're not clear that that really is the offensive line going forward. Um, they started three freshmen, uh, two of which are red shirts. Uh, so I'm fine with it. Let these guys develop this season. And what are you, what are you really playing for outside of just getting, game, getting some game experience? This season is so jacked up. So I wasn't discouraged by Utah's effort, man. If they would have had two games under their belt, I think they'd be better. But they don't. This is crazy. It's what I've been saying for weeks, and I'm not going to change my tune now. They lost. And I don't want to say so what, but it just doesn't sting to me, certainly as much as the loss did when they lost to SC in their first conference game last year or when they went down there and tried for two at the end and didn't get it. This season is so jacked up. I don't know how else to say it. 
And speaking of jacked up, Utah's game with Arizona State, scheduled for Saturday, has been moved back to Sunday by the Pac-12. You were telling us last week you heard that Arizona State had major issues. They still Uh, do, yeah. So you want to put odds on this thing happening? 50-50? At best, it's 50. At best. Yeah, Yeah, and the Devils haven't spoken. They're not uh, Herm Edwards, who's so media-friendly. He hasn't spoken in over a week, and they're not scheduled to speak today. So you know, the, the idea from what I hear is that they're getting guys back on Thursday. Now, some guys have already gone on Twitter and said they're not going to be available. So they're not going to practice for over a week, and you're going to basically force them to play a game if it comes to that uh, to just have the game for the game's sake, and they're supposed to feel the competitive team. Yeah, I don't see it, man. I see Washington, Utah far more likely. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. Third and goal from the two. The handoff sweeping left and caught up at the goal line, but leans across the plane. Tyler Algier takes the handoff in for six. Another score for Tyler. That's two today. Play fake duck by Zach, and he throws for the end zone to the back right corner, and the catch is made for the score in the back right corner. Neil Pau for the touchdown. There's some highlights from BYU smoking North Alabama 66-14. I don't have much to say about that game, but you just used the words Washington right before we went to yeah. BYU. And, of course, uh, you know, tw- <laughs> Twitter was alive with all the back and forth, everybody with uh, their portion of the story about whether Washington wants to play BYU and does BYU want to play Washington and is BYU ducking Washington. But what's really going on behind the scenes? Does BYU want to – Agree to play, start practicing, pay for the extra tests, and then find out, oh, Washington's got a Pac-12 opponent, and that's a priority. Thanks for nothing, BYU. We're moving along. Well, yeah, I wrote about it and posted at our website over there at KSL2. Uh, I talked to people uh, last night, and I decided, uh, why wait? We're in the news business. Go with something right now. And so uh, I posted what I posted, and that's exactly it in a nutshell. Sure, it looks like BYU's ducking Washington, but I don't think they are under the circumstances because, and Kyle spoke about this Saturday night, and I've got Utah people chiming in to me too, and then that, and that's the reality of the situation. The conference, we've, t- we've said this for weeks now, the conference will take care of itself as it should first, and if it has a chance to pit Washington versus Utah on sa- Saturday or Sunday, go ahead and do that. Take care of that first. And actually, I think that that has a much larger chance of happening than of all the other possibilities. All right, we got to take a break. Yak, have you been working? Uh, somewhat. Not sloughing on a Monday morning. Who's coming up? Dennis Dodd, CBSSports.com. All right. Was he in the middle of all of this, Yak? Yeah, just a bit. Just a bit, right? All right, we'll talk with him next about uh, BYU and Utah and Washington and scheduling games on the fly and college football. We'll do that next with Dennis Dodd. Stay with us.